Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite F word. Hello. I forgot how to do this. Well, there's not much else to it. You just say, what's yeah. up? Uh, yeah, it's been a while. We had a crazy end to our summers and early September was a little wild. And then I've been MIA um, and slowly getting back to routine. Nicola's been getting back to school. So we're here now. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. So we thought we'd like recap the summer, kind of just like shoot the shit, catch up a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, a while back when I was like, oh, we're going to get right back into podcasting. It'll be awesome. I put out a story and I was like, what would you like us to talk about as yeah. we do? And literally the only thing people replied was talk about Sarah's wedding. Yeah. <laughs> so we will definitely talk about that today. Yeah. Um, and I think we'll probably be the kind of focal point of our chat, just like a recap of the wedding. Um, probably talking a little bit about nutrition and how we handle things leading up to during um, things like that, what the overall experience was. And then Sarah can tell us the the highlights and the we'll highlight. talk about her fucking honeymoon while the rest of us were just watching all the leaves on the trees fall off in our deep, dark depression. Honestly, it's so pretty right now. Okay. I like love when the leaves change colors. Nicola's like butthurt because she likes summer, but. Well, it's like already fall. raining here. Today's yeah. nice, but it's been rainy here too. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better. But we get more sun here than you do. So I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. just waking up in the dark has already just tanked my mood. Yeah. And it's like very evident. A lot of, I don't know if you saw this, but a lot of my clients last week and this week are like, something's off, but my mood is fucked. Like, yeah. I'm spiraling yeah and I was like wow what is it and I was like what are the horoscopes saying what is the moon doing and I was like no 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 it's because we're it's dark know, fully just like waking up in the dark now yeah it's dark I <laughs> um even struggle too because I like to take Molly for a walk early in the morning but mm -hmm. I don't like going out when it's dark outside mm -hmm. so now I'm like what the fuck do I do and I'm like sitting there trying to push it off till it's light out but then she's like so crazy in the morning mm -hmm. so I'm like ah but. I mean she'll grow out of that I just yeah. like take her out to pee now and then she comes yeah. back into bed. So that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Molly does not go back to bed. Oh. She's what? like full cycle. Too much energies. I would like a yes. little slice of the pie that she's eating. <laughs> Some of her energy. Yeah. If I could yeah. it up and give it to you, I would happily do that. Probably wouldn't take some for myself energy, though. though. Yeah. It would yeah. just be like squirrely. It's just like sporadic. Yeah. 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 That's okay. That's fun energy too. Yeah. Hey, well, how far back should we start? I mean, I don't even remember what the fuck we talked about last time we were here, um, but I imagine we were kind of gearing up for the wedding and probably talking about the end of the diet phases we were in, mm -hmm. um, talking about like how you were approaching 
the kind of like transition into what was more of a stressful period you were super busy leading up to the wedding um and then the wedding should we talk about like the nutrition pieces sure I think um I think for you because you had carried your cut all the way to the wedding and I Mm -hmm. was already done my cut and kind of like Mm -hmm. in that maintenance mode um so I think your nutrition moving into the wedding was probably a little bit more structured and probably quote unquote better than mine was. <laughs> um, I kind of fell into not a great place, honestly, because I was like, I was pretty over mentally over like tracking and stuff and like my capacity for, you know, extra energy going into that was pretty low with everything going on. And so I kind of fell into like a pretty not supportive routine of like not eating, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, leading up to it. So I was having like one less meal a day than normal. Um, I was still like working out and stuff like that, but I definitely like, wasn't in terms of everything that we preach practicing those things. Um, I was kind of just in survival mode moving into the wedding, but I did like going into that week, um, and the day, especially like, I felt really good. Um, I was happy with where my body was at from the cut. I was still choosing like high quality foods. That was a priority. I remember we had the conversation and I think we talked about this in a previous episode of like the night before. So the rehearsal dinner, we ended up ordering like a healthy meal so that we wouldn't be like feeling like shit the next morning. And then same with the breakfast that we ordered, we had breakfast catered the morning of, um, we picked foods that we like normally ate. Nicola brought her oats. (laughs) Nicola brought her oats. I needed to guarantee a poop the morning of the wedding and having oats in the morning with coffee. That is the only way to guarantee it. Yeah. So yeah, mine was a little bit crazy, but I think you did because you came to Calgary like a week before. Mm -hmm. Um, how did that go for you? Uh, it was definitely like a point of stress for me. I think like prior to that too, I mentioned this like in a few posts on Instagram, but as I got further and further into my cut, specifically in the last like month, my like body image got real bad. Just like too think- fixated on way too fixated. Yeah, I and, felt like, like that too. I was at the point where we, my coach and I weren't like gonna like drop my cows way too much because I still wanted to train I still wanted to feel good but then the scale wasn't moving and when we did try and drop things I my body just kind of like revolted and was like "Eh, we're not in the place for this so what we ended up doing was just like bringing things back still in a deficit but reducing cardio um reducing training volume a little bit and then I think because of that I was in the mindset that like well if I'm not doing all of it then like this is a waste and I think not for you and I this is a big thing but when we're not able to like perform well in the gym where do we take that frustration out on our body image um so it was just like a mixed bag of things going on for me and at the same time um I know we've mentioned this before too but it's like it's really fucked up when you are starting to get compliments from people on how you look Mm -hmm. and then you are like, okay, so now they're noticing me now that I'm like leaner, I'm getting these comments. Right. And especially at like my gym where it's not, it's not a CrossFit gym. It's not a place where people really socialize, but you definitely see people in there. And so getting compliments from people that I don't necessarily talk to on a regular basis, the fact that they were noticing, I was like, oh, this feels even weirder than like, had I had a friend at the gym who knew I was in a cut. Right. 
because like these people have never talked to me before but they're talking to me now because I'm lean yeah yeah it was just like a a weird mixed bag yeah um and I had a few meltdowns and Katie was like all right this we need to pull out of this cut yeah so I wasn't actually like in a cut by the time we had like there was the we had the wedding yeah (laughs) um and we knew that like that week I was in Calgary because yes I came literally the week before knew I was going to be literally bouncing around seeing different people so what I committed to was getting in at least two workouts because I knew that would be doable Mm -hmm. um I brought oats and pre-portioned protein and oats in little baggies Mm -hmm. for every single day because I was like if I can control the first meal I know at least I'm setting myself up and gonna for whatever reason eating that breakfast makes me make way better choices throughout the day if I was just to eat whatever the fuck was in front of me it's so much easier for me to eat whatever the fuck throughout the rest of the day yeah and I knew that I like you know wanted to feel really good Mm -hmm. um for the day of your wedding so yeah I kept things pretty simple I mean Mm -hmm. whenever we were asked or whenever I was asked like where do we want to eat I always made sure um that I had a say and could make sure I was getting some like protein, some good veggies, things that I would digest well. So really I hardly ate out yeah. um, in the days before your wedding. Um, And then, yeah, I was fucking pumped when Sarah got like a quinoa salad and chicken breast and green yeah. beans and stuff for the uh, rehearsal, rehearsal dinner. Yeah. yeah, that was, and it was tasty as fuck. Like the catering at your wedding was so good. Yeah. All the like food the food was so was good. So good. Yeah. Brad didn't even eat his dinner, but he missed out. Yeah, there was a few issues there. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's interesting. I um with like the body image stuff. I think that that's like a pretty good sign that like it might be time to come out of a deficit mm-hmm. if you're getting super fixated on that. I've definitely found myself fixating it on it more so this past month than I have in a long, long time. So going into the honeymoon Mm -hmm. part of it was because I was like in a bathing suit and stuff like that but part of it was just because when you get to like a lean point ultimately at the end of the day like you're not going to maintain that exact physique forever right Mm -hmm. there is going to be a little bit of if you want to call it bounce back whether it's like actual weight gain for me like even coming back from Europe the scale was up like four pounds or something which Mm -hmm. like is not a lot and you were gone for like three weeks too exactly if you were to look at me I probably don't look that different but I feel Mm -hmm. worse because I was eating pasta every day and drinking alcohol every day and stuff like that right and so like the fixation right now on my body image is not great and I'm like grappling with whether like I want to go into a strength building phase or if I want to just like keep macros like at maintenance or maybe in a slight calorie deficit to like quote unquote, get back to feeling good, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think it's important we we talk about these things because I think they're very real when we come out of a deficit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just like, it's an unexpected phase. I don't think everybody feels this way in a cut. There are people who certainly just like feel really good and are really content with their progress. But I don't know, there's something about like the measuring stick of like where you want to end keeps getting pushed because you're like, okay, right. well, I feel good now. But like, what if, wouldn't I feel better if I was even a little bit leaner? Yeah. And so like, for me, at least getting towards the end of the cut and not being as lean as I had like maybe thought I would be, Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, shit. And then it's like, do I feel like I didn't 
like ultimately that was a failure no because I like on like say the day of your wedding like I did feel as good as I've ever felt yeah in my body so it's interesting when you're just like catching yourself in the mirror or walking around day to day how you feel versus how you feel in like those different moments where you like you know put a little extra effort in to get dressed up and you're like Mm -hmm. with people you really like Mm -hmm. I don't know there's something like very different about it but I think for most of us like we're in that day-to-day on a daily basis and it can be really hard to remind ourselves that like pushing things and getting leaner is probably not actually going to make you feel better exactly if there's something else going on there yeah yeah almost all of the time it's about something deeper than that Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean like then I think too if you're ending a cut I mean rightfully so I'm like like very happy that Katie and I decided to end my cut and -hmm. at the same time did it put that little nugget in my brain where I was like now I'm scared to reverse out right now I'm scared to go back to maintenance absolutely yeah um so there's a lot there. And I think for me, at least, that's why having a coach to that part, it has been extremely helpful because mm-hmm. had I done things my way. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, I could just keep like, keep myself in a calorie deficit, but like long-term, that's not really helpful. Totally. And I mean, yeah, Sarah and I, we work together for the cut, but yeah. in her like month before her wedding, um, she didn't really need the same kind of support and her her goals had just shifted because she was in like prep yeah. mode yeah. for the wedding and stuff. So yeah. And had so, like five weddings in a row. It's truly, I don't know how you made it. Yeah. <laughs> we have our last one this weekend. That's absolutely insane. It took me literally three weeks to recover from your work. Yeah. Your wedding. Yeah. But I, I mean, know. like it was but also like you a... were like more emotionally invested in it and like helped with everything. And it was a lot more for you than it would have been. for. And like... we stayed at an Airbnb with 10 people I had never fucking met. Before. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it was a <laughs> lot. It's so good. I remember Brandon and I were like on the Sunday when we were getting ready to go home because we so my wedding was on a Friday. So Nicola came with Brad Thursday morning and all day Thursday we did the flowers. We did the decor, that kind of stuff had the rehearsal dinner Friday was at the Airbnb at the Airbnb yeah so, so there was like 40 stayed people late and I was yeah. like you guys I have yeah. to get my makeup done at 7 a.m yeah. <laughs> and then Nicola came to the hotel where we were getting the makeup done and stuff early in the morning on Friday we stayed up late on Friday um and then Saturday lots of people stayed we golfed the day after um and whoever wasn't golfing what did you guys do just like hung out had a hot tub we had the best day ever yeah we slept until like 10 we rolled out of bed went and got breakfast and then we went back into bed after I made Brandon drive me to McDonald's to get a diet coke yeah and then we watched the hangover in bed oh yeah fell asleep. Nice. it was the best and then you guys came to the golf course after and lots of us like stayed there and like had some drinks and stuff and then we went back to the Airbnb more people came over that weren't staying in the Airbnb oh my god and it then- was actually chaos like, and everyone was pretty drunk at that point too. Cause we had been all drinking all day golfing. Nicola was like sober. Dead sober. Yeah. 
poor Nicola and Anna, both like introverted emotional types. We had each other though. That was nice that like we could just see each other across the room and we're like, we get it. Yeah. Yeah. But then we all went out again. Nicola and Anna stayed back and everyone went out and we stayed out again till like 3 Mm a.m. And anyways, so Sunday we're like cleaning up and stuff. And Brandon and I were just talking about how proud we were of you (laughs) because you just like braved it and like Saturday night I could see your face and I was like Nicola fucking hates her life right now but she's just like putting on a face and being like yeah but I was trying so hard in my mind especially on like the rehearsal dinner I was like okay it's not about you it's not about you it's about Sarah it's about Sarah but I was literally like sneaking like five minute breaks where I'd go into my room and just like mindlessly like doom scroll on Instagram because I was like I just need something for me yeah, yeah and then I'd be like oh ooh, ooh, let's go and Brandon would come in and be like babe you doing okay and I'm like yeah I'm ready yeah. let's do it and then I would go outside like nothing happened well and then Nicola would come out and then she'd start cleaning oh yeah like that the amount of times I look over and Nicola's just like cleaning I'm like she's fucking like <laughs> it, that helps me deal with like lots of social stuff because it gives yeah. me a purpose and I don't have to stand there like I don't yeah. know what to say yeah no it was so good it was like the best weekend ever I can't it truly was so good the best part was like just seeing like uh I feel like Sarah on here is like serious and she's like very businessy sometimes and to see you so fucking carefree because like knowing how stressed you were leading up to the wedding and then the day of you're like I don't even fucking care I'm just like living my life right now was so nice and like okay you guys they're speeches or what not speeches um vows yeah to each other were so good everybody was laughing everybody was crying yeah oh it was so perfect everything Uh, was so good like the all of the speeches like yours and Colby's speeches our parents speeches like oh my god Colby's speech was so funny yeah there were parts that he didn't mean to be funny and I was just dying laughing like when he said like brad was a natural at CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> brad and i just start howling and everybody you two was and like, everyone who does it. crossfit was laughing so hard and everyone else was like what because they all like see brad as like this super mm. athletic guy um, so yeah that was times, fucking hilarious times. okay but after okay so i also i gave a speech i think we talked about this in the last episode yeah I was very nervous for it and I made sure that I was like the perfect level of sober drunk that I could go up there feel confident but I wasn't going to make a fool of myself Mm -hmm. but at the last minute I was like I'm gonna spitball a little bit I'm just gonna like freestyle even though I had everything written out (laughs) and so it ended up being as you know from me I'm long-winded I cannot be concise so (laughs) the speech was a little longer than I thought it was gonna be and some of your fucking friends were taking bets on how long it was gonna be fucking Patrick it was like like over under great great speech you won me some money I was like what why he's like because I said it was gonna be over nine I was like I talked for over nine minutes and I just blacked out up there I have no idea what happened so funny I think Brad's parents were the only ones who kept their speech under five minutes uh and theirs was like, so good Colby's too. was long too and my parents was long it just happened every speech was well I can't speak for mine because I don't remember what happened yeah, but every speech was out. so good and mm-hmm. like you go to some weddings and the speeches were so cringy yeah yeah they were all so was, good yeah I want to um I keep forgetting about this but Brad and I have talked about how we want everyone to send us like their written speech just so that we can like have it and read it again oh I wanna, so I like, shouldn't delete it don't delete it 
I want Ooh. you to send it to me. Yeah. I still have it. Oh, can you rewrite it? Oh God. I wish we would have filmed them. If you're getting married, consider filming the speeches. I told Brandon it's like to film something them. that I would like to relive. And that was very nice. Yeah, it was. Um, I remember Thursday, I was like fucking losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I was just, I had some bridezilla moments and there was just like so you much really going on. Didn't, and I was though. like, if I need to make one more decision, I might fucking kill someone. <laughs> but then Friday came and like, I was just like, it is what it is. Like, I was just like so happy. I was like so glad to have like all of you guys there. And it was just the fucking best day ever. Like it, it was, was a good the day. best. I keep um like I keep thinking about like, okay, obviously your wedding day is gonna be a happy day, but I keep thinking about like what made it so happy. Cause even when we went on our honeymoon, there was days where I was like feeling a little bit down. Like I'm like, you know, when you're like, hey, I'm doing this, I should be happy, I should be enjoying mm-hmm. it. And you're like, mm-hmm. Not, not that I didn't enjoy it, but there was just some days where I like, didn't feel that like ecstatic feeling that I felt on the day that we got married. And I've been like thinking back to like what that is. Um, and I'm going to a new therapist today and it's something Mm -hmm. I want to talk to her about, but I'm like part of what I think, and this is like kind of fucked up. What I think made that day so amazing was just that, like all of the attention was on me. Yeah, duh. Of course. Like, and great. everyone was like, you look amazing. This is the best day ever. Like you look mm-hmm. so happy. And to know that we like, we, we like provided that experience for everyone to just like be happy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like so many pieces of that where I'm like, oh, I want everyone to like compliment me and pay attention <laughs> to me all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, it was seriously good. like, oh, fuck. I just can't even explain it. I um I said this to my hairdresser. Uh, cause when Brad and I got engaged, part of me wanted to elope. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to go to like Europe and like have a small wedding and just have like our best friends there and stuff like that. And after that day, I was like so fucking glad that we didn't do that. Like I couldn't have imagined like a better day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said to my hairstylist, like part of that is probably that we had financial support from both our families and like if we would have had to pay for everything by ourselves I think that my mindset would have been a little bit different because it is like a very expensive day um but yeah just like having everyone there and like all the love and being able to like have the whole weekend like Saturday night we went out to this bar in Canmore called the, the Drake and we basically, there's two floors and the basement is like plays club music. And then the upstairs has like a live band. And we went downstairs and we basically like took over the basement. Everyone was dancing so fucking hard, like going insane. You should have seen Brandon. He was like fucking soaked. Like he oh, was yeah. sweating so much. <laughs> and I was just like looking around and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Like everyone's just like having the best time. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it was so nice. I will say there were moments of your wedding and I was like, oh, maybe I don't want to elope, but I think we still will. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's different. Right. And you like, there's so many moving parts. There's so many pros to eloping. Um, but then there was also so many pros to like having literally everyone there. 
So yeah, I think my mind would be changed if I didn't have to do any of the work leading up to it. But like the idea of planning a wedding gives me probably full body hives. Yeah. But it was like, again, the vows, like say there's something about like saying those in front of people who like know you two as a couple that I think would Mm -hmm. be really awesome. So Mm -hmm. maybe it would, maybe we'll just change like how we do that and have more people there for those parts. But Mm. yeah, there's so many ways you can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I was, I wanted to tell this story on the podcast and I don't know if you even remember this, but there was like a time Nicola came to visit like two years ago and we were sitting at Comrie block on the patio having dinner Mm -hmm. and we were like chatting and Brad and I weren't even engaged yet. And I don't know why we were talking about like marriage. Maybe you were going to a wedding or something, but I literally remember you said to me, don't ask me to be your maid of honor. (laughs) And in that moment, in that moment, my heart like fucking broke. Like I was like, what? (laughs) Because Nicola like didn't like, you never really like liked weddings or like you didn't really like you know, you thought they were like overdone and stuff. And maybe you still think that, but I just remember you saying that. And I was like, so sad. So when we got engaged and I like wanted to ask you to be my maid of honor, oh, you were nervous. I, like so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I was so oh. nervous, but honestly you were the best maid of honor. Like, I'm so fucking... sorry. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it was funny. I mean, I, I can, you embraced your role. Well, I you mean, you made it easy for so me much. too, because like, I think I would have felt differently if there were like expectations of me to like fly back multiple times. Like I just couldn't. Yeah. And so I think that's the part that I was like really nervous about was like, I don't know any of your other friends Yeah. for me to like take on the role of coordinating like bachelorettes and stuff. I was like, I just Mm -hmm. can't. Yeah. Yeah. It is a lot. And that was one thing I wanted with my wedding party. It was like, I didn't want to put that pressure on people. Um, My like personally, my wedding party, everyone, in it had so much going on. You live in a different province. Shelby was like a maid of honor or in a wedding party for like five other fucking weddings this year. My other friend, like her, she has family stuff going on. Like my sister-in-law lives in Lacombe. Like there's so many, my other best friend just had a baby. Like Mm -hmm. everyone had stuff going on. And so I didn't want to put that pressure on people. And I think that that's one thing that really sucks about like kind of that culture around weddings is like, that expectation to let for the wedding party to like do so much and also for the bride to like even I was thinking about what gifts I wanted to get you guys and I was like researching and it was like look at this box I bought for like my six bridesmaids like it has like these earrings and this perfume and I'm like bitch how much money are you fucking spending on this like yeah it's a lot insane and same thing on the other side of like okay if you're having a bachelorette that's like a destination and you want people to come to your bridal shower and you are picking the specific dress that they have to buy. Like that's such a huge financial commitment too. And I think it's just like, that's not what a wedding's supposed to be about, you know? Mm-hmm. So did you know there are literally like wedding coaches and they help write like contracts for the bride to give to her bridal party to outline expectations so that no one's like upset which is- like sounds crazy, but honestly, so smart because well, like had our conversations not been transparent though, right? not that you would have asked me to do a bunch of things, but I know so many people who have been roped into like all of a sudden they're like 
going broke because they're paying for so much for like the bride and like's wedding they yeah. didn't want to take that on or couldn't financially but like to yeah. say no didn't feel right yeah I guess in my mind the fact that it would even need a contract shows how fucked up it is in the first place <laughs> yeah like, for sure for sure but I do think like the transparency is important very important yeah for sure yeah what I have said I don't ask me to be your maid of honor if I had known you were only going to be like yeah would you say like give a speech then I'd be like of course yeah yeah I mean you did so much more than give a speech uh, not really though I showed up the day I before mean, and helped, you helped with, with all the decor on the day but of like, you were like super helpful I think that that's like what the wedding party is about is just like making sure the day of is like smooth like I didn't have to worry about anything I just would like ask you guys to do things yeah um, we literally had Sarah's we phone and we're like texting people and be like Sarah yeah. what do you want me to reply yeah yeah <laughs> also when you were here the weekend before and you like did meal prep for us mm. like we had a wedding or we were like where were we I don't remember I think we had a wedding or something that weekend I don't know but you went grocery shopping and did meal prep for us so that I had meal prep the week before like that was fucking clutch also no other maid of honor would have done that except for you <laughs> you're like, well, you I was like grocery shopping for you? let me be helpful <laughs> yeah so yeah that was amazing yeah but but I mean, all in all, 10 out of 10 would do it again, even though it took me three weeks to recover from yeah. social, social output. Man, I'm like having such a hard come down. I bet. I think just like, I'm happy we went on our honeymoon right after. But at the same time, I feel like the first few days of our honeymoon, we were so fucking tired from like getting no, no sleep. Shit. You left um, two days after you got home. Yeah. And then just like both of those things combined having the wedding and the honeymoon now the come down from that the jet lag the like emotional like okay now what Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it's just a lot Mm -hmm. so and just having conversations about like our future and like fuck we've never like I don't know how everyone else does this but like with money we both have our Mm -hmm. own accounts and we if I want something I just buy it with my money And like, we have our shared expenses and we like have split that based on like the percentage of what we each make. But now we're like, okay, do we need to get like a shared credit card or like, do we pool all our finances? And now if I want to go on a $500 shopping spree, do I need to like ask if it's okay? Like that's going to give me full body hives. Those things uh, are fucked up. Like, I don't know. It's so weird. So, but I think there's just like so many different ways to do that. So yeah, just things like that are what, what's on my mind lately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know too. I've heard from a lot of people that it's like you in that kind of come down phase. It's like, you almost need like a little like carrot to dangle, like something else, a next step or an evolution in your relationship to look forward to. Cause like yeah. engagement is such like a huge thing. Yeah. And then like marriage is such a huge thing. And then it feels like, okay, now we've, we've done the exciting things. Now what? We're just left right. to be in a relationship. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Heaven well forbid. I guess it, it depends if you're gonna have kids too because like we're oh, gonna yeah, have okay. kids so that's gonna be like our next this thing. is the first time you've said it point blank like that oh really uh-huh oh oh no we're we've g- like always talked about having kids yeah but there was a while a point a while ago where you said even in a podcast yeah I think I've changed my mind on it I think I'm like coming to terms with the idea 
Oh and yeah. Now you're like, we're having kids. Well, even when I was coming terms with the idea we were still doing it, it was oh just like God. more I didn't know that. It. Wow. But yeah. Wow, so wow, if you're wow. not having kids, definitely. But also at the same time, like our thing now is like, okay, we know we want to have kids. We want to have kids. We don't want to be like old parents. So like that needs to happen like soon ish, but we also want to enjoy being married. And there's like so many things we want to do before I get pregnant like what like, uh more travel enjoying time being married like <laughs> there's stuff like around the house and just like experiences and stuff like that for yeah. me personally I would like to do one more cut and get hot as fuck before I get pregnant one more time <laughs> but like okay if that's happening like if we want to be pregnant in the next maybe year like be be pregnant not be having a baby then <laughs> then like I'm gonna have Nicola's to come to like, terms with it yeah Nicola's like what I'm having a meltdown over here yeah <laughs> then like what is the timeline you know I don't know just so many things I don't know okay yeah if the next recap episode we do Sarah says she's pregnant I'm gonna fucking lose it it won't be that soon I'll be supportive, obviously, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just having my space. It's gonna to be like reaction right now. When we have kids, it's gonna be like when Nicholas said she didn't want to be my maid of honor, and then was like <laughs> fucking fully embraced it. Yeah, you'd be like Auntie Nicola. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm okay with that role. Yeah. Does your brother want kids? No, they're not no. having kids. Okay. No, we've fully told everyone in our family to not expect grandkids from this side right. of the family, and everybody is totes cool with that. Yeah. And what yeah. about Brandon's brother? Oh, that's a great question. I, I mean, don't know. he's so young. Yeah. He's 21 now. No, that's still pretty fucking young. Well, yeah, it's young, but I yeah. still picture him as like 17. I know, me too. I thought he was like 18. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, You'll get to be Auntie Nicola to our babies. Yeah, you already call me Auntie Nicola for Molly, and it's so yeah, funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was another thing, it. too. When we got her, we were like, okay, maybe we hold off on having kids a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Your life just, like, changes so much. Yeah, and, like, it changes with the dog. Imagine a baby. You can't. I, I say that. I said this once. I'll say it a thousand times. You cannot just put a baby in a crate and leave. Right. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> could, but you shouldn't. <laughs> uh straight to jail <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah hmm. okay well um I don't know I feel like that's the highlights of the wedding mm-hmm. we, well I didn't say how good the creme brulee was or what was even better was the midnight lunch which was chicken fingers <gasps> that was fucking awesome. I didn't get any of those I got one pierogi Ugh, you ate a pierogi. I that got, I made a plate of like yeah. things that Brandon and I were going to share. And then we got sidetracked somewhere. And then when we came back, it was gone. So sad. The staff was too good at cleaning up. Yeah. So only the one thing I was pissed at is they like fucking mangled the carrot cake when they cut it up. Did they? Yeah. And I wanted them to only cut half and they cut the whole thing and it was in like crumbles. So we didn't even have any leftover, which I was pissed. Oh, there was some leftover at the Airbnb. Someone was eating it the next yeah, day. Yeah, it was like all shoved into a thing. It was like a bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, so that was a piss off. 
But yeah, if anyone's listening to this and you have wedding questions, if you're like planning a wedding or anything, you can message me on Instagram. You can message me too. Yeah, <laughs> we learned a lot. I'll just give learned you my wedding completely unhinged feedback. Yeah, perfect. I have zero experience, but if you want straight up just my opinion, I'd yeah. love to give it to you. Nicholas can be like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> no, some mm. ideas I liked. Like yeah. you thought I was going to think you icing all the grooms and was stupid. And I thought right. that was amazing. Yeah, that was funny. I'm pretty sure they all knew though. No. Yeah, I think Colby told them all. Colby can't keep a secret. Yeah, I did learn a lot about that fellow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what kept me going was my, like, I developed an arch nemesis in him for that weekend. You guys had a speech competition. Yeah. He and I, he was the best man. Yes. (laughs) I was going to say the groomsmen. They were all groomsmen. Um, He was the best man. And so we both had to give speeches. And since we had to like walk together in the ceremony, that's how I started our friendship. I was like, I'm going to give a way fucking better speech than you. And he was like, wait, what? No, I'm going to give a better speech. So we had a feud that day. And then ultimately your fucking dad beat us both. And I was pissed. (laughs) Scary Terry. Yeah. He's so like butthurt about that. (laughs) He like brings it up all the time. He like started awesome. calling himself that. Yeah. He's like, I don't get okay, great. it. Okay. Well then I left a legacy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. He's extremely intimidating. I know. He's gone. But now that I've like spent days, true. And yeah. now that I've spent more time with Linda, I'm like, oh, I had it all backwards. It's Linda. Yeah. yeah. That's it's terrifying. Yeah. What's an L word for scary? Uh, I know. I just always say, listen, Linda. Yeah, I wouldn't ever say that. I'd be like, listen, Linda. <laughs> yeah, she's funny. She wants Dude. me to sell the dress that she wore to my wedding. I'm like, mom, you fucking took like three months to buy that thing. Like, you should try to wear it again. Yeah. She spent more time finding her dress than I did. True. And she almost got a Barbie pink one instead. Yeah. I was like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, well, I need to go to my therapy session. Yeah, great. Should we do a fuck yes and fuck no? Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm excited for my new therapy. My meeting a new therapist. It's like, that's a fuck yes and a fuck no. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, okay, question. If you see a new therapist, so like I have like a few major life events that like, when I first started going to therapy, it took me a really long time to like tell them. Um, Mm -hmm. and they were like very crucial to like my issues. (laughs) Um, and so now when I go to a new therapist, like last time when I went to the one that I was seeing before this one, I literally in the first session, I was like, okay, these things happened. And like, this is part of why I'm so fucked up. I didn't say it like that, but like, I just said it right off the bat because I like want her to know, you know, but like Mm -hmm. now that you also are in school to be a therapist, like, is it good to just like dump it all out there in the first session or do you like want to still build that relationship? Mm, Okay. So to confirm, this is not a like 15 minute meet and greet kind of thing. No, it's like an actual session. I just booked a session because it was a referral from my friend that I trust. And so you didn't do like a around with the meet and greet. No. The, ins- the initial consult okay I would say and this is again personal this is not coming from like a experienced place right 
Um, but I would say for me as the therapist, it would be helpful to know a little bit mm-hmm. about who you are and what you share. I would anticipate that means if you're bringing it to the table, you're going to want to talk about it later, but by no means would I say like dump everything if you don't feel comfortable talking about it, because so much I think is uncovered through the process. Mm -hmm. Um, I would suggest more than that is talking about like what you are looking for in terms of the therapeutic relationship. Like, do you want someone who is going to be more direct and call things out as they notice it, even if it's wrong? and suggest things to you or do you want someone who is a little softer in their approach a little more like passive and might sit back and like do a like a little more of letting you lead the sessions um by no means as a good therapist going to like force you to talk about things that you don't want to but yeah it might be nice to have someone who is like hey last week we talked about this does that feel complete to you do you want to get back into it and I know that other people are like, I just want to come in and talk about what I want to come in and talk about. I don't want to rehash things from previous sessions. So knowing what you want and uh, what we do in coaching really is like outlining your expectations mm-hmm. so that the counselor can say, you know what, I'm maybe not even the counselor for you. Right. Or, right. or they'll write down, okay, this person prefers direct, not going to beat around the bush kind of mm-hmm. collaboration. Okay. 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 Good to know. I might have to rejig my speech. (laughs) I mean, you can say it all if you want. That's your prerogative. Yeah. It's your space, but I don't think you have to. Yeah. Which is interesting because that my approach has been generally to talk about like, yeah, okay. These big things are like inform who I am. And then when I've actually been in like a long-term counseling relationship, like, yeah, we talk about those things, but not really. Right. I mean, and that there's so much nuance there for some people, the big things in their life have dictated like who they are and what they do and so much more, but yeah, it's up to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, make sure your therapists are asking for feedback at the end. Yeah. And if not give them feedback that I say that and it's like so much harder, but like sometimes your therapist just gets it wrong and they are Mm -hmm. not going to be able to be better for you unless they know. Right. That it didn't hit the way you wanted it to hit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, what's your fuck yes or no? Mm, Well, I mean, okay. Well, my fuck yes is that Brandon and I are going back to our couples therapist. Yes, you are. After like two years. Two years. A two year hiatus with him. Um, But that's not for another week and a bit. So that's like a. I like can't wait to hear about how that goes. I know. Me too. It's either going to be like a hot mess or fucking great yeah yeah um um, 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 but that's like a future forecast mm-hmm. I'm actually like this may be a shocker but I'm like really happy to be back in school yeah that's a fuck yes yeah, yeah. I just needed that extra I was pretty aimless mm-hmm. for September yeah feeling pretty aimless and now I'm like busy but it feels good to be busy so yeah I'm working towards something and yeah exactly that leads into what we're going to talk about next week a little bit. We're going to go into um, kind of like getting back into routine after like chaotic summer. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had like chaotic Septembers. Lots of people were like sick or, you know, really wanting to get into routine, but like weren't able to for multiple reasons. So we're going to talk about like some considerations for that. We'll share our own kind of like experiences and what we're working on. Um, and yeah, we're going to record that next week.
Yes, we are. You yes, can we pull are. us to it. Yeah. I didn't cough this entire time. So that's good. That's, that's why this podcast took so long because I was hacking up my lungs for two weeks when I got home. Yeah. Good grief. Fuck no. Stay healthy, people. Stay yeah. healthy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for today. So, yeah, we're pumped to be back. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>